Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Year One Podcast brought to you by 712 Marketing. I'm Hannah. And my name's Mikhail. And on our podcast, we talk about the mindsets, values, and strategies of giving entrepreneurs. What's up, guys, and welcome to this episode of the Year One Podcast uh, brought to you by 712 Marketing. Today, we have a really uh, special guest to me anyway. Um, when I got on Twitter, like, seven, eight, nine years ago, one of the first hundred people that followed me was Cindy Warboots, and we have her here today. Cindy, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're up to. Awesome. So I'm Cindy, uh, also known as Cindy Jamleth or Jamleth Bolanos, but I met Mikhail a really long time ago on Twitter, um, and then we randomly ran into each other. Um, yeah. on the street, which is crazy, and um, basically what I do is I'm in hair, and I do makeup, and I also um, do eyebrows now, but yeah, and I also do a little bit of social media marketing, so it was really cool that we met up at this time, especially because he does the same thing, so it's really, really interesting. Isn't it interesting how we have our competitors on the show with us, Hannah? But see, we're not, we're not like intimidated, or not, not intimidated, that sounded really bad. We're not worried about it because we can all learn from each other. And it's, yeah, yeah and it's about, agreed. yeah, and that's really the thing is just like growing together, I think is always what we want to do. So um, tell us a little bit about your, um, your career in cosmetology. I mean, are, are you doing this full time now? Do you have your own, um, I don't know what you call it, like your own studio office type thing or? No, so I basically work contracted with all my beauty stuff. Um, so I do, I like, I am working for myself because I, you know, I still, um, I get different. Like I'm more freelance, I guess you could say that's more understanding terms. Um, so I freelance and I do makeup and hair for brides and for weddings and for photo shoots, and I do that pretty often, at least once or twice a week. Um, and then I also do eyelashes, which those are eyelash extensions or lash lifts, which are really, really popular now, which that's basically all I do 24 seven. Um, but no, I don't have a regular job. I just do what I love, which is, you know, making people beautiful. So it's really <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. What is, uh, so as a freelancer, cause I'm sure we can all commiserate with sometimes the stress or not really knowing where the next contract's coming from and everything. How do you work on the importance of taking care of yourself as a freelancer with weird hours and everything like that? I think it's really hard because you're you're really excited when you get like an offer and that's really hard. Like, oh yeah, let me grab this. Oh, yeah, you just say yes to everything, especially when you are starting out as a freelancer and you don't want to say no to anything because you probably think it's going to hinder your chances at getting more work from yes. that person. So it is a little hard to manage, like, your personal life or sometimes I'll work, like, like 14 days straight, and it's crazy, and I'm, like, killing myself. So now I've kind of decided, like, no, I can say no once in a while. People are still going to call me. Like, stuff's still going to happen. So you just have to know, like, you have to take a mini break. Like, it, it's, it's crazy, especially if you're, you are trying to start your own business or do your own thing, but you really have to take at least a day for yourself because, because, I mean, if you go down, that's your whole business. So you really have to take a little break for yourself. So uh, how long have you been doing it now? Um, now, like full-time, probably about a year and a half. 
Um, hmm. Before, I was working in aerospace for probably, like, I think it was like a year or two, I worked in aerospace, and I hated it. So every day, I would just go to work and dread it. And I would still do up on the side and everything after work. And I was like, okay, one day I just decided, I think I need to take a chance on myself. Mm-hmm. And actually do what I want to do versus going to work and hating it. Now I make more money than I did at my aerospace job. So, I mean, doing good. I think as long as That's you do awesome. love, eventually, you know, stuff works out. So the reason we named it the Year One Podcast is because we really wanted to dive into the first year uh, for entrepreneurs, freelancers, or anybody like that. <clears throat> so um, tell us a little bit about how you got your first five clients and what that first year full-time was really like for you. Okay. So first year full-time, it was more like I was working for somebody else from nine to five, Monday through Friday, which I think that's a smart, a very smart way to start as an entrepreneur because you can't just dive in. I did that before. I just dived, I dove in completely and I didn't make any money and I was just like crying my eyes out and I started hating what I did. So I would suggest not doing that. I would definitely suggest working your ta- your your regular job and then making that extra income on the side and starting to build your own business and eventually you'll get to where you need to be and you're like okay it's time to leave my other job and just continue on what I need to do. Um, I forgot who said this. I'm not sure if it's Jim Rohn or somebody, but it's like you know my my full-time job, work my full-time job and work part-time on my dream and eventually you'll be working full-time at your dream and then part-time at your full-time job. So that's kind of what you have to do, I think. Um, As far as my first five clients, those are really hard to get and they were scattered far (laughs) in between. Um, So hair, when I started cutting hair, people would just come to me all the time. So that was really easy. But as far as makeup, what I wanted to do, there was, I had one wedding and then Three months later, I had another wedding, but it was all because someone told someone. It was never, oh, hey, let me do your, your face, so, you know, let me do your hair or anything like that. No, it was it was all word of mouth, like, oh, so-and-so does this, and, you know, this person's really good. So I think word sure. of mouth is a really, really big thing because half of the people are going to look you up on Yelp before they do anything or they're going to look at your right. Instagram before they sign a contract with you to do their wedding or whatever it is. So... I think word of mouth is really important, and that really helps your business 110%. Definitely. In fact, I've been kind of checking out your Instagram page recently, and for whatever reason, it's it's not necessarily clients that we could work that we have the infrastructure to work with yet. But I always check out hairstylists, cosmetologists, um, you know, people that nature because I think that Instagram and Snapchat are so huge for you. I mean, have you seen social media? you know, play a big part in your career generating leads for you yet? I would say so. At first, social media started as, like, a way to communicate with your friends, obviously. Um, And that's how I started. That's how I met you. I just wanted to make a (laughs) As you get older, or as I got older, I started noticing, okay, why am I posting this? This is ridiculous. Like, everything on social media has become advertising. Like, whether you... You're taking a selfie of your face and post, oh, I did makeup with this. You're, you're advertising for that person. Um, so whenever my clients post pictures, I'm like, yeah, tag me because you're advertising for me. So it has big role and it has changed completely. Before it's people trying to connect. Now it's people trying to sell things to each other back and forth, which is kind of crazy. 
and it really does help a business, but it's hard to get followers, which before when I was just adding everyone left and right and becoming friends with everybody and I thought it was fun, I added a whole bunch of followers. Now that I'm starting, like, you know, starting my business and everything, it's a little bit harder because you have to kind of narrow down your market and, you know, find a niche and exactly. What do you think about that, Hannah? Is it like social media becoming more of an advertising platform than a community platform? I think, see, it makes for such good, essentially free advertising, depending if you want to do like sponsored Instagram or Facebook posts or whatever. But it's also like, I love the community element of it, of being able to interact, even if like, say I follow you now, Cindy, like we have a personal relationship and then I support you by following you and like, no, I agree. I, I mean, I have, yeah, I have friends on my social media and vice versa, and I follow them just because I'm their friend. Right. But as like a business owner, I kind of am skeptical of posting like selfies and stuff like that. I'm like, I should be posting my work. I don't want them to think it's just a me page. And there's like the whole thing of whether you should have a separate one. And I'm not going to keep up with two Instagrams. Yeah, like you want to do the slice of life and like have a little bit. Right. But yeah, it's always that. Like, I'm home visiting family, so I'm posting more personal things instead of little quotes and things that I do. But it's still – it's finding that balance, definitely. And I think as, like, Michelle yeah. and I – Exactly. always talk about building our brand and everything. And it's important to find that balance. And it's so hard because social media is always changing. So what works now? Yeah. It is. It's not going to work in six months. Sure. I agree. I totally agree. And then it's a little hard to, I think, um, as far as – when you are like trying to post stuff and then you don't know if that's like gonna hit your market or they're gonna unfollow you if you post it and you uh I think ultimately (laughs) you probably shouldn't at least I try not to worry about it too much like I try not to take it personally when someone unfollows me and then there's also random people following me and it's like well if as long as I'm kind of narrowing down my focus and finding my niche and posting things that I think will work for the people that I want to attract then if I lose or gain, it doesn't really matter. I'm working towards that goal. But it is, it's hard because sure. a lot of people will like photos, but they won't actually follow you. So exactly. it's that interesting, right. all the hashtags just make it very interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's also that. And I think that one of the kind of something that our listeners and any business owner can kind of take away from that is like, dude, like with this cool, like it's fun to say you have thousands of followers, but at the same time of only like, you know, if only 15 people actually give a shit, then who cares? But okay. now, you know what I mean? If, but those 15 people, for example, like I'd rather have 100 people with 15 people who really supported my stuff, and those are your regular customers, like coming in and always getting their work done. And as you continue to do better work, word of mouth supplements that. People look you up on Instagram to see work. So, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with that. Yeah. Were you um, – Man, you're you're like an OG though. That's what I like about you, Cindy, and, and you too, Anna. But I, I but it's more of like we connected so long ago when Follow Friday was a thing. When it was like courtesy to like follow somebody else. I don't think that a lot of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to meet people. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> have conversations. Yeah, that's what. Yes, not just like I like what you're wearing. Love it. Hashtag emoji. Yeah, yeah. People used to talk to people, so I. I it were like okay, it was communication, it was meeting people, it was but I think also that's like when Facebook was kind of big and it was exciting to oh I'm talking to some I'm talking to someone in France right now. It's so crazy. 
Now it's just like, oh yeah, there you are in France. I see you like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, um, so let's go back to that first year of you starting your business. Um, I mean, you mentioned that you know there were some times where you were crying and you almost hated it. What are some of like the emotional or mental strategies that you took to kind of overcome the times where it was tough in the beginning? Well, I got another job. <laughs> um, I think it was it was like a lot was going on, and usually when you're starting a business or something, you feel like the whole world around you is kind of collapsing a little, just because it's like the randomest things will happen to you when you're trying to start something, no matter what. Um, and then it seems like a really big deal because you have all this other stuff on your plate. Like you're trying to build your clientele, you're trying to, let's say, start your own salon or whatever it is. You're trying to start like a Thursday margarita and haircut night, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's idea. <laughs> um, but it's really hard because other stuff comes into play mm. and it's no longer your day job where you can let it go once you get home it stays with you because it's your baby it's it's what you want to work on and when you want to keep working on and you want to succeed so it's a little tough it doesn't leave you like your work never leaves you like people will call me or text me and be like hey can you do this hey can you do that or question like all day 24 7 sometimes people are like why are we're at dinner why are you texting people back it's your client it's your it's your baby you have to reply mm -hmm. to them um and so it, it just gets a little fatiguing and hard when you're trying to start out because you feel like you see no end and you see no shining light at the end of the tunnel. It is kind of scary and much into play and how can you build capital and do this and do that. It's really crazy. So I think that was really hard for me at the beginning. So then I just took it as if I want to see it happen, then I just have to take my time. And that's where I decided to do something else and do that on the side. And as long as you keep going, you'll eventually get there. But it's not easy because so many people fail because they don't keep trying. They just give up and it's hard and I'm not going to do this anymore. But you just have to keep going. And sometimes it sucks because you don't want to do a haircut or you don't want to work on your business on the weekend when you just worked all week. But you have to keep going in order to make it, which is hard but and I think going. a big part of it is just actually talking about that hard those hardships because it's such an emotional roller coaster and you see the people who have made it in six months and they're full-time making all of this money and that's kind of what we wanted to start talking or why we wanted to start this is saying no it's not always easy it's okay if it takes no. some time everyone has their different no. journeys it's also great if it happens quickly but more often yeah. than not you'll have some failures, you'll learn your lessons, and then you'll get back up and keep going. And I think that's so important that you're sharing that and that you realize like, yeah, I did need to do something else for a little while, needed to put some boundaries up or learn that, yeah, I do need to work 14 days straight or something like that. And just Yeah, you have to have discipline. Mm -hmm. Definitely have to have discipline. And then like surround yourself with people, I would say, that have the same goals as you, not exactly the same thing, but like-minded individuals as yourself. Like, hey, I want to start a business. <laughs> cool. But, yeah, you want to surround yourself with people like that because if you're surrounding yourself with people that just do 9 to 5 and they're like, this is all I have to do. Bye. Okay, let's go hang out. Why are you, Where are you working, working at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night? Because I want to. Because this is my baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> You need those crazy people. <laughs> 
yeah, you need the crazy people that are like, keep going, why are you working on this? And you have yeah. to keep going. Like, I graduated school probably, like, two and a half years ago. So I actually started, like, my own business or trying to start my own business, like, three years ago or just working in the field I wanted to about three years ago. And it hasn't happened until, like, probably, like, a year and a half ago. So... It takes some time. Like, uh -huh. it's not going to happen overnight. And sometimes people post, like, oh, this just magically happened. It probably took them a lot longer, but they just want you to see the glory, not so much exactly. their, like, little pain that they had. But... Yeah. And, I, and I love that, you, that you're so open about the fact that you essentially failed because that's something that Anna and I have really wanted to kind of bring to light is how shitty it can actually be. You know what that's I mean? Funny. Like. Because it's fun, like, even now, like, it's fun, but there's times it's like, dude, like, you know, I'd see my friends less sometimes. Hannah's the same way, I know that, because she's texting me, and, like, I'm like, it's Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, and we're <laughs> both, like, our faces are buried in our computers and stuff, but it's it's cool, and I love that you're so much about, like, you just got to keep trying, if you really want it. And that's yeah. when, you know, that's when the cream rises to the top. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's cool. It's also okay to learn that, Maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you, and that's not a bad thing. Right. You're not a failure at life because you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Go work <laughs> a nine-to-five. More power yeah. to you. And I think that's also a big part of it is just people want the glory. There's not more right. glory. Be a great director. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, be a great director of said department. Like, you don't have to be the guy at the top. Right. I just like it because I have a big ego. But <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not really. Uh, I did notice, and let's say congratulations on getting engaged. Oh, thank um, you, thank you. Yes. Um, if you if we ever go on like a double date in the future, please just hide that rock because like like I can't. You know, it's just setting the bar way too high for me. Gotta get a couple clients for I know, right? I, I want to ask you a question though. Um, you've obviously okay. been with your now fiance for how long? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. So he saw you kind of in that time of you building your, and still seeing you now because a year and a half we're all still new at this, right? right. So right. how do you balance your relationship um, with your business? Because both are a marriage. So you have to have someone that's supportive, like extremely supportive. I'm lucky enough to have someone that's like, why aren't you reading a book about your craft? So like that's <laughs> the type of guy he is. Yeah. So it's really exciting that, like, I get that. And I get pushes from him when he's, like, he sees me slacking off or something. Like, hey, you're not trying as hard as you usually are. So it's really good to have that. And he understands, well, you know, when we when I first started working, when I was working full-time and um, working, like, doing makeup and hair on the side, he understood that because he, he said, okay, well, eventually you're going to transition and you just want to do that, right? That's, like, your goal in life. And I'm like, yeah, that's my goal in life. Um, so he understood that and we make time, you make time, you can talk to each other over the phone, you guys can see each other after you work or whatever it is. Um, so he was really understanding and then till this day he's really understanding. Uh, so any field you're in, you need to constantly keep learning and keep evolving because nothing ever stays the same. Um, so I took a microblading course not too long ago, and he was the one that pushed it. He's like, well, do it. Like, you know, you love beauty. You already do people's eyebrows all the time. Might as well do it. So I said, okay. And I went, and he was supportive about it. So he's really supportive about everything. And 
he promotes you more than I promote myself. He's like, oh, she does this. She, she can <laughs> come so to your house if you want her to. So, That's so I mean, yeah, so it, 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 I think I was blessed in that sense. Like, he is really supportive, and we told each other, like, we moved into this apartment not too long ago, probably like four or five months ago, and we told each other, okay, we're going to get rid of our TV so we can, like, read more. And I think I've inspired him a little because I told him, I was like, you go to work all the time, and sometimes I have days off, and it's just, you know, not days off, but, like, I'll have one client, and that'll make my day, and then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to chill. And I'm like, don't you want to own something? Don't you want to, like, do something by yourself and not have to worry about anybody? Just be your own boss. Um, so I kind of set that little inception in his brain. And now he's he's working really hard with his brother, and they're trying to do the same thing. Like, he's working full-time at his type job, and he wants to start. And on the weekends, he, he's doing his, uh, his marketing and his, uh, like, distribution company. So... Sure. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's that's the other company that you're doing social media for. Yeah. Okay. The other one. Cool. I think that's awesome. I think, I mean, how do you feel about the fact, I mean, did you want him to have entrepreneurial uh, t tendencies? Do you feel like that's necessary for you as an entrepreneur to be with somebody else that's an entrepreneur? Not necessarily, but my dad had his own business or still has his own business. So I've always known, like, I don't ever want to work for anybody. I just want to do my own thing. Like, my dad did it for 20-plus years. I don't want to do that. Um, and I know it's not easy, and I've had advice from my dad. He's like, you just got to keep going. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no end to yeah. it. People will just eventually start coming to you all the time. Um, so I've always had that mentality. Both of my brothers, they own their own business. So I like the fact that they kind of control their life. In the sense, like, if I want to work really hard, I can. If I want to lay off a week and, you know, sit back, I can. So I've always had that structure in my life, and that's always been, like, an aspiration just because it's been in my background. Um, so, yeah, I did push it a little bit, but not 100%. I just, like, set the idea, and if it was there, okay. But, yeah, I don't that's really awesome. Mind. That's awesome. I'm stoked to hear that, though, because, I don't know, I, I recently – I recently stopped dating somebody because it, they were just polar opposites of me. And then, um, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, do I need to be with somebody that's as crazy in the, in the head as I am uh, <laughs> to make it work? And then that scares me as well because it's like, you know, I feel as if a lot of uh, the way I live my life is built for a lot of people at once and not so much one-on-one people as much, but sometimes, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing, but it's cool to hear that. And I think it's rad that you guys both support each other in your uh, in your dreams yeah. and in your businesses. And necessarily, really cool. you don't need someone that's crazy. You just need someone that's supportive in what you do. Yeah. That's awesome. So, what's your favorite social media platform right Ooh, now? Good question. Not, yeah, not just for your business, but for yourself, and why? I would probably say YouTube. I still watch a lot of videos. I don't partake in making videos. I don't know if you do. I used to make videos. Did you know that? No. Okay. No. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I used to make, I made YouTube partner before YouTube became friends with Google or like they combined or whatever. Uh -huh. um, so, but I didn't know like the capacity of that. Again, I thought this was just fun and I didn't think it could reach anything. And now it's like all those YouTube gurus just go out sure. on vacations all the time. And like, damn it, it could have been, I could have done that. <laughs> um, yeah. But I still think it's my favorite platform um, as far as. 
people actually commenting on the video and communicating with each other about actual stuff. They don't just post emojis. Um, and people are actually talking on there, so I really like that. That's really cool. Can we still find your YouTube videos out there? Probably, or have you hidden them? They're, <laughs> they're no, really but fun. I think that's awesome. I, I lost my password, so I was trying to get in there so I could like update and delete and like start new, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Like I I'm couldn't so find glad it. Forever. I'm gonna make it the mission for the rest of the day to find these. If you it's don't really easy. Ask, I, no, I know. How um how old were you when you when you were doing YouTube videos? I was probably nineteen or okay. yeah, nineteen or eighteen or twenty, one of those around there. I did it for a so, while. Yeah, so we're pretty close to the same because that's the same thing for Twitter, uh, for me is like w there was a community that was built and a brand that was built around when I was playing poker. I don't know if you remember that from like way back when. Yeah, but, that's how I met you. I think you were talking about poker, and I was like, oh, I went to Vegas, and then something about that, and then it was poker, and we started talking about craps, and I don't know. There you go. So that's yeah. the whole thing, and it's like, I should have figured this out a long time ago, but it's funny, because I saw you take Cindy Warboots, and I wish you still had it, but it's fine, uh, Cindy Warboots, and it's how you take that from uh, Twitter to Instagram. And it's funny, mm -hmm. I remember I remember when Instagram came out, I even tweeted, I was like, follow me on Instagram, M-I-Q-K, it's like a brand name now. And for you, it's mm -hmm. relatively similar, and it's like, we were on that, I'm just going to throw it out there, we were on that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> on a yeah. Was cool. I don't even think I'm cool right now, I think I'm such I a nerd. I meant it was cool, not you were cool, sorry, you are uh, <laughs> You're both very cool people, I don't know why I'm on this call right now. Get out of here. The one thing I will say, though, the one thing I will say, and unfortunately our audience can't see it, is like I wish we started. We gotta find a way to start recording these like videos and then posting them out. So we'll like get done up because Cindy, your style is like on point, which I think okay. makes sense for your profession. But damn, like I have a white T-shirt and jeans, and people are like, "Oh, it's your brand." It's like, no, I actually have no style. <laughs> see, it looks like it's a style because the whole wearing the same I thought it was a style. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is what he looks like. That he has like the 17 Hanes shirts, and he just exactly one of them puts it on. Steve Jobs. This is actually true. This is actually true. I have like 37 white V-neck shirts. Holy <laughs> cow! That's a lot. What'd you get for Christmas, white V-necks? I really did. <laughs> I no, actually I really how did much get of, like the Nashville style. I've kind of absorbed when I went to my parents' church for Christmas Eve service, and everyone's in like bright glittery colors and I'm in like subdued like olive green pants and a chambray shirt and a gray scarf and my clear glasses and I'm just like hey guys how's it going I'm from Nashville I drink coffee I drink coffee I drink coffee <laughs> okay. so what do you what do you personally think I mean now that we're on the topic of brand like as um whether it's cosmetologist hairstylist or anything like that. What do you I think, think is really important? I think branding is so hard. I, I struggle with this daily. Um, just because you don't know whether to brand yourself or brand what you do. And, mm -hmm. and that's hard on its own. As far as the Cindy Warboots thing, I love that name forever. But then I felt like it wasn't professional enough. So then I had to change it. And then after I changed it, I was, sometimes I'll like regret it. I'm like, did I, did I make the right change? But then you know, have the website and then I have this and I have that and I have this and then I would have to change everything all over again. 
So it's just right. really difficult. And then you don't want someone to, oh, let me contact so-and-so. Oh, I can't find them on Instagram anymore. So it, it's, right. it's hard. So I, th- I think I still struggle with that. I have no idea how to do that. That's what I need help with. Thanks. No, I'll I'll be there for you. I mean, now that you have all those put together, and I guess this is for our audience too, now that you have all those put together, stick with it. And the thing is, I'm I'm really, really big on making your personal stuff your brand. And you just have to decide what you want to share. Like, if you see, my content from, for example, from Instagram and Snapchat are vastly different. With that being said, like, my Instagram, Snapchat, Instagram stories, Twitter, and Facebook that's an hour out of an 18-hour day. You know what I'm saying? So there's still a lot that you get to keep personal, and I think it's more about, like, what do you want to share with people? Like, my cousin, I don't do a lot of personal stuff. You'll never see me up there with, like, um, like a girlfriend um, very often or anything like that. But, like, my cousin is really, really cute, and I think that the whole world needs to see him and how cute he is, so I put him up there. That's like the slice of life. But outside of that, I think I always tell people, yeah, 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 it's a slice of life without getting too personal. Yeah, I don't know whether to do that or not. You know, I always tell people that your brand is not a color scheme, and what I mean by that is like, look, it's it doesn't have to be X Y Z. It's not Sebia. Yeah, it's who you are. You know what I mean? It's just like it's your personality. It's 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 your career at the time or whatever it is. It's your values. Um, and that's really what you want to be known for, not whether or not you kept the same handle over 15 years. Right. Nice. I wish I could actually drop this mic. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, look, I know that we have to wrap soon, but um, the question we always ask, Hannah. What does being a giving entrepreneur mean to you? <sighs> Let's see. I would know I was supposed to think about this. Um, <laughs> Let's be cheesy and generic because it's true. Um, I think living your dream is being an entrepreneur, trying to achieve your deep that your dream daily. That's what being an entrepreneur is to me. So keep going, and you have a vision board or whatever it is. Just keep striving for that, and yeah. as long as you're doing that daily or on the weekends or whatever the case may be. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. I love it. The cheesy, see, like, even we need to get cheesy sometimes because it's still, we need to hear it. And it's what it is. Yeah. So I think a true entrepreneur is like, this is what they love to do and they're trying to make a living off of it. So support as much as you can. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we connected on this. Yeah. This was really exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Year One Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at 712 Team. 